Welcome to another episode of uh, Northern Ruckus. It's TJ here with my boy, Big Jimbo. Yeah, man. I'm in the cut with our boy, uh, Hassan. What's popping, Hassan, guys? introduce yourself, bro. <clears throat> uh, my name is Hassan Fells. I'm a, I'm a comic, stand-up comic. I'm from the city of Toronto, Scarborough okay. specifically. Uh, and yeah, man. You're currently on tour right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm currently on tour. It's kind of winding down a bit. I got my, I did my last uh, shows here in Toronto. There's a lot, a lot more shows than I thought I would end up doing. I ended up doing like five. Okay. Uh, it's all done, and now I'm going to London, UK for the this. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you doing it with like a bunch of other comedians? Or? Uh, I have like a few of my friends. One, one's coming from uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Is a it's a it's another comic. His name's Alistair Ogden. We started comedy together in Vancouver, and then he moved to Toronto. And him and I have been kind of like doing this tour on a tandem, and. Uh, and he's gonna be there. Okay. He's gonna be there. And then uh, I, I met up with a. Few, I've been in contact with a bunch of other comics on that side to help me kind of like produce the show and make it a thing. Yeah. And it's been working. I was gonna ask, like, are you documenting the whole tour? Uh, pretty much. But it's also very. It's 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 challenging to document it yourself because you're. I'm wearing already. I'm already wearing so many hats. Like I'm. Yeah, I'm yeah. producing the show. I'm marketing the show. And so, performing, I'm performing, show. but yeah. even sometimes I remember, I'm like, flip, I gotta perform, you know, <laughs> you know, what the hell am I gonna say today? Or yeah, what am so, I working on? So, so obviously, when when it comes to stand up comedy, everyone wonders that, like, what's your process when it comes to coming up with the jokes? Do you like sit there and write shit down? You go up there and freestyle? Like, what do you do? Uh, it's a bit of both. It's kind of like I, I have like my fundamentals of like the thing, the script your that set, I have yeah. and the set that I want to work on, but then. Uh, I guess part of like the experience is is trying to learn how to like crowd work and all that crowd work and also it's like crowd surf or whatever like you just gotta ride the waves that come with you, uh, come with the show and I feel like in the in the process of like uh, doing this whole tour, if I wasn't able to if I wasn't doing wearing all these hats. I probably wouldn't get as much time anywhere else, so I I feel like I'm no, I'm on that it. route to like do ten thousand hours yeah, in, that, in that kind of regard. That's sick. So I don't know if you know, but on the show we usually started off with like a a random would you rather question. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's goofy and stupid, but because I know you're a comedian, so you're most likely goofy and stupid. I want to ask you a stu uh, a serious question. Mm-hmm. So I want the would you rather have a Netflix special drop today of your work that you're you're performing right now on your sets. Or an episode of Rogan? An episode of Rogan. Uh, I, I'd actually, I'd probably do an episode of Rogan. Really? Yeah, for sure. But I feel like a lot of comedians go on Rogan to get a special type shit. No, I mean, like, I think that I'd enjoy the dialogue more so yeah, than yeah. I think that's like a wealth of experience. I mean, the Netflix special is, is like, it's more, right. I'd rather have it earned than, than mm-hmm. given to me or like by the grace of like, oh, would you rather? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think, yeah, man, I do. I do a conversation with Rogan. You know, uh, taking this guy, Jimmy, never knew that Rogan was a comedian until like two, three months ago. And I, we did an yeah, episode yeah, and I said yeah, that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, Jerome's a comedian? I'm like, yeah, nigga. Yeah. I, thought, I thought he was just a UFC announcer, Fear Factor guy. He, yeah. You know, Bro, that guy does everything. Yeah, he, he wears a lot of hats too. So, yeah, so many. Yeah. He was, he's been in the game in that in that regard but also like man from hosting UFC yeah it's everything podcasting was like yeah 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 podcasting just what put him on the mat type shit but like in a way everything before that in a way he's kind of like Joe Budden I guess like like in that like you know like music he was doing like Joe Budden was doing music and then he's the podcasting was the one 
what kind of like propelled him Don't a little say that bit. That's Drake, because Drake was <laughs> Drake was like, this nigga was never a musician. <laughs> a failed musician just wants to talk shit. <laughs> well, but Joe Rogan, nah, he's not a failed comic either, but he's a comic and then just this avenue. Yeah, of, the way it came up is because I said I don't think Joe Rogan's funny as a comic, but then he was like, he's not a comic. I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, I just don't like his comedy personally, but it's stuff yeah, like, it doesn't mean he's not good. I had good. no idea, but then yeah, he's the biggest uh, podcaster in the world, so mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. You never know what'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. The more you know. <laughs> Yo, so I have a question for you as a comic. Like, I don't know what kind of comedy exactly you do, but is there ever a time where you like you get like a, a premise that's way too out of pocket that you can't like put into a joke? Uh, like you try to work on it, try to work on it, and no matter what you do, it's just too offensive type shit. I think like stand-up comedy is so. It's more intimate than people really th- think it is. Like mm. it, it re- you're really sharing what goes on in between your ears, and that somehow is connected to your heart. So if that's like where, you, like when people are watching you go do a workshop, a joke of, of that uh, subject matter, people could probably like look at you like this is what you're thinking about in your free time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is what you think about, and like, and it's kind of like you have a moment. I mean, obviously, when the when the when everything is still being workshopped, you could be like, some people might give you the grace and be like, oh, okay, I kind of see where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. And I get it. But sometimes if you, if you got to force it, man, I don't think it's like, it's, that's not my thing. But no, but I'm saying like, yeah. you ever like in your head where you're just thinking of the premise, be like, yo, this would be hilarious to do, but then you can't make it funny kind of thing. Like, yeah, you, that's you why I just... Find the, like, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you ever just like work it out with your friends or something? Or oh yeah, for the group chat, man. Send that shit to the group chat, man. You, 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 and then every day you send that to the group chat. You, 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 niggas laughing. Be like, okay, if I'm not gonna say this on stage, it's dropping right here, man. <laughs> this is where it'll die, man. So that's where the real comedy is. hundred percent, man. All my friends, honestly, most of my friends are probably way funnier than me. They just everything. Every, I feel like every comic has like a funnier friend. A yeah. funnier friend I just just isn't doing stand up comedy, and I have a. Plan so, so why don't you, you just leech them? off of them and take their jokes? Oh, 100%. Man. Like, yeah, man. yeah, man. I'm plagiarizing from the group chat. Oh, MLA, funny. APA format, whatever one it is, man. It's in there, man. Do you get any of them on stage with you? Just nah, man. They, they, don't, they don't have aspirations for comedy, really. Not even Sometimes, just like a one-time, like, five-minute set type shit? Honestly, some of them would, but nah, man. They just love they the... Force it, yeah. yeah they, funny they, people. It's got to be way different. Anyway, it's just being a funny person and going on stage and cracking jokes. Yeah, Big like, difference. Big difference. Because right. I think, like... I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like almost any art, man. You, I feel like you've probably run around people like, oh man, I could just do that, man. And then they do it and it's like, oh wait, this takes a yeah. lot of Well, were work. you always funny though? Like growing up in school, like were you like the class clown? You always had people laughing or what? Uh, I, was, I was, I was, uh, but I was more of like, uh, I was very quiet though. Like it took me a while to like. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was very, I was a very timid guy, man. I, I, I would speak. Well, when spoken to, and then when I would speak, it'd be funny. And then if it was like, because I realized if you were talking a lot, nobody really cared about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I said something, when it was like few and far between, it just really, man, it just <laughs> hit him with the punchlines. But man. you weren't like uh, like a guy in class that's just being disruptive. Like whenever the teacher says something stupid, you have like that one liner that comes out. Honestly, I had my years, man. Mm-hmm. Some years I was, some years I was just like, a, I was MVP of that shit. And then some other <laughs> years, <laughs> and then some other years I was just like, you know what? Let me cool down. Let me, let me, let me, let me calm down. High school, I think I kind of like changed it a little bit. High school, because uh, I ended up going to a new school. My mom. Uh, you know how like you make the transition from middle school to yeah. elementary, uh, to high school, 
all my friends were going to like Birchmount Collegiate. And my mom was like, yeah. And I was like, I was trying to, yeah, I'm going to, I, I, mom was like, what schools did you apply to? And I said, oh, I'm out of David Mary Thompson. <laughs> and then Birchmount, Birchmount, she said, what? I said, yeah, this is David Mary Thompson. And then she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and so when the school year was about to start, my mom and I went back to school shopping. She goes, so what school did you end up picking? And I was like, oh, man. It turns out the other schools didn't really uh, take me. You know, They didn't get my application for some reason. So I, I guess I got to go to Birchmount. It's like school starts in like two weeks. It's kind of too late to change. <laughs> Crazy. My mom took me by the ear, <laughs> took me to Birchmount. I said, yo, give me this nigga's transcripts. And we went to another school. And oh, she's like, geez. yeah, man, I can't. I don't want you to be the same guy you were last year with uh, the same friends and everything. You got to learn how to reinvent yourself. As a kid, that would mm. break your heart. It would, it, it would, but it does make you grow. I, I changed schools a lot growing up, and it does make you grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like your your parents just ripping you from your friend group. It's like ah shit, you gotta start all over now. Yeah, but I I still keep in touch with that same friend group, mm-hmm. and we're still friends to this day. But it, honestly, it uh, it did it molded <laughs> me differently, man. Yeah, you could going to. I, I feel like first day of school with not knowing anybody would be like actually the scariest shit as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like think about high school. It's like yo, it's doggy dog in that shit. Yeah, like everybody's out to like just make a name, especially in grade nine and stuff. That like they're doing the stupidest shit, and if you're that kid that has no friends, it's like. But you didn't. Mean? You didn't go to like Deer Park, and you went to Northern. No, yeah, no, but I went to Oakwood first, grade nine and ten. I was at Oakwood, and that's mm-hmm. where I went to Winona, which is right there. So it's like I knew everybody, and then when I went to Northern, I was a, like a football player, so mm-hmm. every, I knew everybody there too. So it's mm-hmm. like. Like I always, I had a good experience, and I was uh-huh. a great experience. But so I think sports will give you that grade. Yeah, sports you builds you friends, especially football, because that shit starts in September, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like but you used to play ball, right? I used to play ball, man. Ball was my my thing. Your hoop dreams? Yeah, yeah. I had hoop dreams. I I lived. I think I lived. I pretty much lived my hoop dreams. I was like, yeah, I did everything <laughs> I wanted to do, except for the league. You know, obviously yeah. the league was the the end goal, but. What like what did you play in college? I played college. I played a little bit overseas, did and I was like, yeah, man, I, I, like uh, university. Yeah, I went to Capilano University in North Vancouver. It's like a CCAA, and that's uh, where you met your boy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's okay, where I met my you. boy, and uh, kind of. So you were nice then. I was nice, man. Have you ever played with Jimmy? No, maybe. Uh, he's no, no, good, I don't think so. I'm like, nigga, there's no way. There's no way. Hey, I used to be way better than I am now. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was basketball was like kind of like my passport, man. I went from, uh, I went, I went to, uh, I went to, like in high school, I was able to go to almost every neighborhood in the city, or uh, and like when citywide was a thing, citywide basketball. Yeah. Um, man, I went every and, and most of those friends and relationships that I had was just through going through these basketball yeah. tryouts or hanging out. Even how he said like it's tough when you're like a new kid, but yeah, I moved around like like twenty different schools growing up. But whenever you could play ball, it's easy. Just you know, pull up, play ball. All of a sudden, you got a bunch of new friends. Mm-hmm. Like, well, as soon as the runs are done, you know? if you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you're that shit guy that's taking all the shots and niggas like yo pass the ball, it's like they're not gonna be friends with you. Shit, I don't know. What, I don't know what that's like. Bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't relate. Yo, I, I had no hoop dreams, so it's not. Don't ask me. <laughs> so after playing all this basketball and shit, like actually trying to like you lived out like you said your 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 hoop dreams. How did you get into comedy? Like what phased you into comedy? So, so I was doing school. Uh, I was doing school. I was doing basketball at the time. I was like also trying to do YouTube. Um, and I was working and I had like a relationship. I was doing a bunch of things in my life, just half ass, you know, and I was trying to do comedy and I was in my last year. I didn't start doing comedy until I was in my like fourth year, uh, fourth year university. Um, 
And yeah, man, I was just doing a bunch of shit. all of it. All of it was half assed. Like my YouTube videos were kind. Of, I was only. I wasn't trying to be like a big time YouTuber. Honestly, I was just. I was just cataloging yeah. my youth and my journey with basketball with my friends as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I started doing comedy. And then, man, I was just like, I had to like, I had to pick and choose like if it was gonna be basketball or if it was gonna be um, uh, content creating or even just comic comic because. Cause content creating was still different than stand up, which I I like. Cause at one point when I was vlogging, I was like, man, every day I'm just volunteering personal information, you know, I mean? <laughs> you know for the internet. You know, niggas are getting a scope on like what, what my my bedroom situation is like and everything. I was just like, man, this may be a little bit too much. And then they, I I I fell in love with like the the genius of uh, stand up. You know, just in, uh, telling a story and kind of walking away from it. And it kind of felt like. Um, and the the journey of it too is kind of it's the same as basketball, where it's like you shoot, you shoot, you miss, you make, you get your rebound, you shoot again. Yeah. Whereas like like and in in comedy, you like you go, you perform, you do well or you bomb or it is what it is, but you grab the ball, you go up again the next day mm-hmm. or another time after, and it's kind of addictive, man. You don't even know where it's gonna go. Do you know? Do you remember the worst bomb you've ever had? Uh. It was actually pretty recent to me, man. It was, <laughs> it was pretty recent. I was like, uh, before it was like, at one time I bombed in the UK, and this is me, just like a week into comedy, a couple weeks, a couple months into comedy, I was just traveling and I was trying to do a show, and I just bombed in front of these Jamaicans. Like, we're all, <laughs> yeah, they're all like Rasta. They were like 40 years old and shit. And I said the N word, and they were like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> they were having it, huh? yeah, you don't have the ever Yeah, no, no. Nah, they were just like, "Yo, we don't use the word like nigga, them thing that we don't give that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a form of oppression. We don't give that word no power. And I was like, "Yo, my bad, man. I didn't, didn't even know that." From, yeah, yeah, from, yeah, from there it was awkward. Huh? Yeah, from there it was mad awkward, man. I got this TED talk and everything, and then <laughs> in the middle of my set, and, and one dude turned around. He's freaking. He turned around. Like he turned his chair around, is what I'm saying. Like, He's like, I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not even paying attention Wait, to this nigga, that, man. In that moment, do you like be finding shit funny to yourself, or like you can't even crack jokes on it? You, you have to crack jokes at it because you're like, you're like, yo, this you can't write this type of shit. Yeah, this is godsend. I was like, I was like, yo, and and they were acting like they were just acting like I was eating pork in front of them. That's how crazy. <laughs> <I'm>. <laughs> oh, that's in my mind. I'm like, oh, are you guys good, man? And, and and I was like, yo, should I just leave? Because mm. that's you never. You know that's when you got to do your time, and you never—I've never done that before. I've asked a comment, asked the crowd, "Yo, do you guys want me to go? Or are you guys cool if I just leave?" And never thought I'd even get an answer. To be honest, <laughs> one guy in the very back, "Yeah, man, get off of the stage." You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, "Oh shit, man!" And the thing is that Jamaicans—they don't—they don't boo you, right? Yeah, they just yeah. they. They applaud you and shit. They were like, "Yeah, a good try, man." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I, when I was getting off the stage, I felt like I headlined that shit, man." I was like, "Yeah, man, I'll be here all week." They said, "Yeah, don't come back, man." Okay. Dead that shit, man. So, yeah, so is weird. is it uh, is it just stand up comedy you want to do, or do you have like aspirations of being in movies and stuff as a comedian too? I have aspirations of being an like actor, getting into acting and stuff. But I'm not gonna be. Honest. I'm not gonna lie, man. I suck at lines, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like. But isn't your whole set of lines essentially? It's yeah, but it's all this is all me. Yeah, you know, it's off off the top. Of my, like to be an actor, you really have to like bring a character to life yeah. and personify another mm. 
But nigga's image, you know? I've acted in a movie before. It never ended up coming out. But even then, like, the director gave us lines. Yeah, I came but in a subtle flex. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the director gave us lines, but, like, it wasn't like we had to stick right to the lines. Mm-hmm. It's like, you become the person and he just says, this is what we're, the point we're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. I feel like you don't have to remember it bar for bar, like, you know? Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm trying to remember. Especially as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your, your job is just to be funny. Like, you know, the more you ad-lib, the better. Because mm-hmm. they can't really write funny shit. No, that, 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 and I'm learning. I'm learning that because I've been in these like writing rooms and stuff like that. And and I guess I have like some sort of like imposter syndrome. Like sometimes I'm like, yo, maybe I'm not, I'm not how am I even in here? How am I doing this? Do you ever feel like that on stage? Like when you see like, let's say 800 people in crowd just looking at you. Uh, I'm ready for you to talk, like <laughs> maybe yeah, I'm not that, that funny. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm not him. Maybe, maybe, maybe I am. I maybe not in stand up. Maybe if it was like if my if if this all happened so if it happened faster, mm. then I probably grind I, I think I'm having a, a bit of a slow grind, which feels like I'm able to relish in it, and 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 nobody could really take this from me. But some other things, I'm like, yo, maybe this is. This is kind of crazy to me. Like, uh, I've garnered, I've garnered not the most attention. Like, I'm not like dumb viral or anything like that. But like, sometimes I'm like, you have to remind yourself. You know what? I deserve this, man. I'm the law, man. (laughs) (laughs) Not for sure. You gotta sing your own phrases. Like, you know, I can imagine, especially being a comedian, because some places you're gonna go, people won't even know who you are, right? So you gotta remember who you are, right? Mm -hmm. I had that experience actually, in, uh, well, it was in Halifax. Well, I, I did. I've never been to Halifax before. And most of these shows, and I'm booking the venues, right? Yeah. And I'm just booking the venue, picking a date, and telling people, yo, come here. I'll be there. Are they back. comedy clubs where people are going to be coming anyways? Or Some of them are comedy clubs. Some of them are just like studios that are just rented chairs, audio equipment, the whole shebang, and told people to follow it. And, yeah. and uh, this it, my the most interesting show of the tour so far was in Halifax, because Halifax is a place I've never been before in my life. Mm-hmm. And the first time I actually tried to go, there was a like a tornado or like a tornado warning. Really? So I had to cancel the show and refund everybody their tickets. Mind you, I was like, I only sold 25 tickets. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, maybe I'll spend the block, guys. I'll be here. <laughs> we almost sell this bitch out, man. And, and then I came back and maybe like, maybe like, like, uh, actually 25 tickets is a lot of people. That's more than enough. That's a mm-hmm. good time. If you have five people in there, that's a great time as yeah. well. But, um, but then yeah, man. Like literally, I get there and this is a completely different different demographic than I've ever. Seen. I'm seeing like, oh, I'm majority. There was probably at least ten black people. It was like it was like the small theater. I'm booking like these small theaters. Like sits about like 75, 75 people, and then and man, it had like about. 80% white people, man. And I was like, yo, this is different because in Toronto and most of these other cities, I'm putting yeah, like the marginalized group. I'm putting my people down and these guys were like, yo, dude, I've been fucking following you for months, man. <laughs> I, fucking, I can't wait for you. I was like, when I saw your name on the fucking on the event brand, I was like, yo, this dude's fucking finally coming, man. And I was like, I was just like, yes, thank you, man. Like, it was just rejuvenating. And I was like, yo, because I didn't, all, most of my material is like, I'm talking about Shit that just appeals funny to me and I think feel, appeals funny to other people, but they were just vibing with it, man. Yeah, they were yeah. like, yo, thank you for this experience. You know, I'm talking about I'm talking about being like uh, my family. Uh, my, my father's Jamaican and my mother's Djibouti. I'm talking about being Muslim and like my half my family isn't. And talking about going to Sudan and all these like, what's it like to be a Kang? 
Canadian and and from my experience or like other, and it was just like and these people are just vibing with it, man. It's Freaking Gertrude and Beardrith and shit like that. I said, that's what's <laughs> up, man. Like, like I'm talking, these people are old. Like these were yeah. in their fifties and sixties. I shit. remember the worst show or worst crowd like response of a comedy show I ever saw I was at like the comedy club. I forget what it's called. The one at Young and Eglinton. Is it Yuck Yucks? Yeah, I don't know. But mm. I was there. Young and Eglinton is. Um, Absolute. Yeah. Exactly. Which is interesting because Absolute is one of those comedy clubs where everybody does well. So I was there and it was a black girl and she was making jokes about how her dad used to beat her. Oh, and man. it was like an all it's white not, audience. I promise you there was like me and like two other black guys that would laugh. Everybody <laughs> else was dead silent. Yeah. And she literally came up to me after the show. She was like, yo, thanks for laughing. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah. But no, she was like, she even said in her set, she was like, Wow, Young and Edmonton, this I guess this isn't my demographic. And nobody <laughs> laughed again. And she was like bobbing, bobbing, but it was funny. I forget uh-huh. who it was, but it was yeah. a black girl that she was literally talking yeah, about. That I think shit. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely tough sometimes with the certain crowds, but I think it's funny, like Toronto, like us being such a melting pot and having like sometimes we'll be so diverse, you know. But here we feel like, oh yeah, everyone, everyone's an immigrant here, you know? Mm-hmm. When you go places like that and they look at you like this special import, like you're so exotic, <laughs> uh-huh. like, you know? So it's tough when you when you That's anywhere like outside that, of you know? Toronto and like Vancouver in Canada, I feel like. Pretty yeah. much yeah. or Montreal. Or like, Winnipeg, you know, yeah. same shit, all white people. Yeah, when I started when I started doing comedy, there was one other comic in the scene. He was a black dude named Ola Dada. He was from Calgary, but him and I started comedy. We were actually in school together at the same time, but he started a year before me. So pretty much every door that opened for him, I would kind of like sneak in, sneak in and be like, oh, yo, how can I get time here? And then all these spots. And so uh, him and I were like the only two black people on the comedy scene. So whenever I bomb, I'd just be like, thank you, guys. My name is Ola Dada. I was just like, yeah, man. They shout didn't out know to all the data, yeah, man. Shout out to all of them, man. And, and yeah, man. But now he definitely, he definitely opened some door, uh, a lot of the doors for me. And then, uh, but, but yeah, it was a lot of like making white people laugh in the very beginning. Yeah. And I found like in in doing that though, you actually find a way to kind of like, uh, like transcode it for them, like the things that you want to talk about. You got to explain it and make it like water it down for them or, but now like if it, if it's, if you have the sauce or what you're talking about is obviously, man, you don't have to explain it. Then you get a crowd that you don't have to explain the nuances Mm -hmm. to them and it's, it's, it saves more time and it's just more authentic. And I think I've been, I, I like, I, I personally do. And I think the, the most people gravitate towards authenticity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was going to say, though, because, like, me and Jimmy's talked about this before on this pod, but I'm like, there's no there's no millionaire black man or colored person that can't get rich without the like the, the money of the whites type shit. So it's like... Hey, when do we talk about this? With Lil Baby. <laughs> when we were talking about Lil Baby, I was saying, he, like, if Lil Baby, like, literally, like, eliminated his white fans, he would not be, like, anything. He would be irrelevant type shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, like, for like, comedy, with the way you're breaking it down, it's like... Those same white guys that are mad interested in your shit, those are the ones that are like, again, paying the tickets to come to your show and mm-hmm. shit. And it's like, you need all those fans. So it's like, I get the authenticity side of it, but it's also like, you got to cater to the people who fuck with you type shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, if they're out here wasting their Friday night or spending their Friday night to come see you, it's like, yeah, give them the performance of a lifetime. Even that, if that does mean dumb it down for them, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like that shit's so necessary for anybody who's trying to make it in any 
like media sense or do you any feel like celebrity it, is sense. it is it dumbing it down or do you just gotta make shit universally funny like um it's not about i i don't i haven't even played it played the game that way i've kind of been playing it in the way like one of my friends uh simon always used to say this even before i used to start comedy but he used to say this phrase is like go where you're celebrated and not where you're tolerated mm-hmm. and um, you know, like uh, when I was working the when I when I worked the clubs and stuff like that, you're kind of like at the beck and call of these bookers. They like have yeah. you like kind of like so, kiss yeah. the ring a little bit to kind of get some time or do things that are compromise your character or like your morals, your values, and principles. Not to say that they, they got you doing like, great. Well, they want you to try some pepperoni pizza. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yo, we ordered a pizza, man. They're all pepperoni fills. You trying to eat? You want to, you want some time? No, that'd be crazy. <laughs> How bad you want this time, man? Just pick it off. <laughs> but it wasn't that. It was never really that deep. But then also I was like, man. How am I gonna do this? So there was a time when I was like, when I came back to Toronto, it was probably around the 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 the, the time that we met yeah. earlier on at that studio. Uh, I was like, I, I was doing. A, I came. I moved from Vancouver, and I was doing a lot of shows in the city. But I was doing a lot of other people's shows. Mm. And comedy is traditionally done in like like bars, lounges, clubs, and stuff like that. Like uh, a strange venues for like people who like Muslim people that wanted to come see me. But the thing is that man, these people supported me in, yeah. in regardless, man. No why they don't even check the flipping address, man. They pull up. Yeah, yeah. They come and now I'm seeing them at the bar. I'm seeing hijabis at the bar sitting like, you know, <laughs> like, you know the, the Fox meme, the Fox meme just looking, they look all like they're they this, this is not where they're supposed to be. And I'm I know who they're there for. So I'm going over and I'm trying to them like, yo, what are you on? And it's like a show where I'm only doing like five or ten minutes. I'm getting paid some change. And after the show, they're kind of like, ah, okay, I thought there was going to be this fills or yeah. more of that. But, um, and so people were also telling me, I was getting messages like, yo, I want to come, but you I don't know, want to see 10 minutes. I yeah, I want to see 10 minutes. I don't want to go to these random places. Uh, what could you do? And at the time, I didn't really have that much time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm out under my belt, material. maybe a material. I probably had about like, 25 minutes 30 to my name and then even some of the jokes that i was i've retired and i was like i was talking about some crazy shit like things <laughs> things that i that that were that weren't a reflection of my character mm-hmm. and i was just like and i was and i just wanted to do something different so i started booking these venues booking these random places telling them to come and and they did mm-hmm. and they did and uh and i've been doing the same thing ever since and now like pretty much you go to any show most of this is very rare that I end up doing like like an hour. I do end you up doing that like, now. So like when you go to like a Toronto comedy wait, club, on, that the ones that used to. But how long is your average show now? Man, sometimes I if I'm in Toronto, I'll probably do like an hour and ten, hour and fifteen. If I'm in Edmonton, I'll go like an hour and forty because. <laughs> Because no, nah, no, nah, it's because they they ain't got shit to do, man. This fucking, <laughs> this fucking Edmonton. Dog. I remember one time I was going over, I saw somebody yawn. I was like, "Yo, are you getting tired?" He's like, "Yeah," but like, I'm like, "Yeah, but what are you gonna do after this?" So <laughs> like, he said, "You right, man. Keep going, man." <laughs> and so I was like, "Yeah, man," but I, I I've been having fun with it, having fun with it. And so like, what I would do is just like I'd, I at the end of my set where I feel like I'm like I pretty much let it all go off top off the top. I go into my notebook and I'll be like, yo, I'm going to try some of these new jokes, these ideas, these stories. And that way I have the time to kind of like, uh, I could wa- workshop it and then I'll go back and I'll watch film like Kobe Bryant and I'm just flipping, mm-hmm. figure out where I could like, uh, where I can make a body of work, where I can make a little joke 
transition after another or add a tag here and just figure out like a through line. Mm. Like this past year, you know when you asked me earlier, would I would I go for a Netflix special or do a do a yeah Rogan uh, a Rogan? I actually like a year a year ago, I thought I could record a special, right? Because I had like an hour yeah. and I was like, oh, this hour is perfect to me. And then I'm uh, I hired like a production company. I sold out this damn theater. Sold out like eight hundred seats, eight hundred tickets for the course of a weekend. We recorded four shows, two hundred people a show, and um, and honestly, the material I was like, man, the footage fantastic. Niggas had red cameras and everything, the whole shebang. Uh, worst case, the worst thing happened. What the audio wasn't running. Oh what? my gosh! Yeah, and you paid a production. Company I paid this com- production company, and they they did. Yeah, man, I I was honestly, man, I was very fed up. I was each day, each day audio was like even there was one lab. The backup was the lab, and the lab was peaking, so it was like you couldn't even use it, man. We had a stage, a whole setup design, and it's unfortunate. And I was like, you know, you, you get like a full refund? Like, no, not at all, man. What? Shaking ass, man. Shaking ass. Yeah, Charged crazy. it to the game, and then no, you had to go choke somebody out. <laughs> <laughs> but then even now, I'm thinking about it too. I was like, man, maybe it was just meant to be because also I was looking back at that material and that that experience. You kind of like, I was like, man, I really didn't have a through line with this. I was just letting jokes fly. There was like no begin. There was a beginning. The middle no was kind of married. There's right. no story. Yeah. Now I've kind of like even like a year later, in 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 putting in this time and this effort, I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay. I think I'm I'm getting into like I've spent it. It kind of relates to basketball in the sense of like I spent so many years playing basketball before I was able to grab the rim, mm-hmm. and I loved playing basketball then. So once I was able to grab the rim, I was like that day was just like a, a whole new level. I was like, oh, okay. I could almost done. I could almost done. <laughs> you know, and I already already played for. I've already been playing for ten plus years. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, a whole new 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 level unlocked. So that's why I felt like I was like I've been already doing comedy for five years, and I just learned how to maybe I just learned how to tap the glass. That's how I feel like in in comedy. I'm not dunking yet, but I just figured out how to tap the glass and I'm cool. And now you want to start to show that to people. Like you feel like before it was a little too early. A little too early. A little too early. And I'm fine with that. Did you like um? Have like an idea of what you were gonna release it, or were you just recording it for yourself? Like- I was recording it for myself. I had a game plan to kind of like sell out the tickets for the tour that I was on now, mm. but thankfully I was able to fill the seats without it, and 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 because I thought I needed that momentum in order to take me to the next level. But that's like my 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 friend and comic uh, Ian Lara, man. He said this on on his podcast. It's like comedy isn't like. Uh, like becoming a lawyer or a doctor where you'd be like, okay, I'm going to do this year, this many years of school, this many years of uh, 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 postgraduate or law school, and then I'm going to become a doctor. Yeah. And it's like every year you're like, okay, I'm still doing comedy. Yeah. Another year I'm like, okay. I'm like just waiting for someone to like to make the break, right? Yeah. Because make- like think about it now, especially with like all this TikTok and Instagram reels and shit, you'll get the most like random, not, not random, but like these uh, comics that come out of nowhere and are super hot, like super fast. Like you have like Shane Gillis. Like he was a comedian for like 20 years, but then now because of this shit, like he's becoming like the biggest on like ever. Mm-hmm. Just because like the algorithm's picking him up or even like a Theo Vaughn type shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's like all these guys like, literally are just, they just paying their dues, paying their dues, paying their dues till they catch that break. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I guess that's a, that Rogan interview would be for you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and imagine if it goes the other way around, like you get this big ass, the algorithm feeds you. Yeah. And the algorithm starts 
showing you love, but then you don't have the content mm, behind the it. content behind it, the sauce, the 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 yeah the the training you know yeah yeah you're not built to last Mm -hmm. you know you can't be authentic like you said authenticity sells for sure Mm -hmm. are you cutting up your 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 shows right now and putting them online like how all these comedians i I was coming i've been cutting it up and also i was like i was like man man, what what am i gonna do because i have like i got i feel like i got like at least like a terabyte of like footage or something uh now and and I'm like, man, I, I I've been hoarding it for the for my for my own sake, and just because yeah. the the shows, you don't you know, burn the content, burn the content, but like you gonna shelve it properly. Yeah, um, I'm not entirely sure how to, but also you know, it's kind of like you got. I haven't learned yet to how to like let shit go. Yeah, and and hopefully I want to make like a demo or something like instead of like a. Dropping a special just for I don't know. I don't I'm saying dropping like clips, like the Andrew Schultz method, essentially. Where oh, it's like a joke a day type show, mm-hmm. or you, a joke a week. Mm-hmm. Like, would you ever do some shit like that? Yeah, I've been I've been posting like reels, and most of the reels that I've that I've posted as of late are like jokes that I've kind of just like. Yeah, you're done with. I'm I'm kind of done with, but also like one of my favorite jokes was like the Scarborough love story it was about my parents. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, posted, I like that one. I like yeah. that one. Yeah. My favorite was my one of my favorite jokes, man. My favorite jokes, and now <laughs> I can never, I can never tell it the same way because the internet it, it's done wonders for me yeah. because it's putting that joke, giving that that joke to the algorithm has put asses in seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, but at the same time, when I can never tell that joke the same but, way. But like, I feel like you could always repackage that joke because it's just like I was saying with being from Toronto, it's a unique experience. And that's mm-hmm. why the joke hits so much. The same thing, like how they meet. It could be anything, man. Like what dinner was like, or how they like solve fights. Like every experience you had with your parents is probably going to be jokes, and people will probably relate to it because mm-hmm. it's like you know that merging of of uh, of cultures type of shit. You know? Mm-hmm. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. That's where I, that's where I'm getting to. But then you also have like um, you know Brett Kreischer, right? Uh, he's like like one of those fat white comedians. He's like a friend of Rogan's, and he has this joke called the Machine. And he tells it at every single show. Like, the crowd would chant it at the end of the show. And he literally says the same bit uh-huh. every single show whenever they ask for it. That's and it's crazy. Like, yeah, it's called The Machine. And then he ended up making a movie about it just now. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, nice. It's funny. That's the guy who takes his shirt off all the time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know him. Yes, yes, yes. I saw him at uh, Just for Laughs. He's funny. Yes. Yeah, Very he's a funny, funny guy. Legend. So who do you? Who are your, like, favorite comedians? Not Let's say not to look up to necessarily, but, like, that you find the funniest. Oh man, uh, a lot of the, my favorite comedians are people that have been within You're my proximity. Yeah, uh, my friend Dino Archie. Uh, he's from uh, he is from Fresno, California, but based out of Vancouver. But this guy is just like different. He's just different, man. He's a very funny dude, man. He has a special on um, uh, he has a special on YouTube that he produced himself, uh, and he put out just about like around this summer and. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it's called. It's called. What's his name? Just shout out. Uh, yeah, Dino Archie, man. Dino Archie. Uh, I think it. Uh, what did he call it, man? It's so funny. I find it right now. You won. He has a thing called like the blind leading. Uh, oh, toxic but safe. That's what. That's yeah, toxic, toxic, but, toxic safe. but safe. Yes, and it's and it's hilarious, man. He, uh, he's one of my favorites uh, because he's within my proximity, man. And then. Aside from that, man, a big inspiration was for me is like Ali Sadiq. Uh, Ali Sadiq, he's like a, a, a prolific storyteller. He started comedy in uh, prison somewhere in America, but he has like this, uh, like his stories telling style 
is very allegorical. It's mm-hmm. like it's like a the through line has always been there for from the beginning from a, and it's also in his presence or like what he his identity. It's uh yeah. it's very through line driven, which like I like. Yes, very much so, but still his own style. So I'm like, do you think you're being like I'm not gonna I'm not saying like you're wrong. What I'm saying, do you think you're being biased in the sense that these are your friends, so you think they're the best, or do you think like if these guys had the opportunity, had the platform, people would also see the same way type shit? Uh, I Dino for sure. Dino, Dino, like he's objectively funny. Type. Objectively, you could put him in a room with I think any of the like these guys who uh, who are already up there, yeah. and he's already he, he's peers with these these people, and he's figuring out his business, um, but um, like. It's like they're in in comedy too. There's no comment section, you yeah. know. It's just the the crowd. You could tell the energy in the room, and when that guy's on stage, sauce. Like everyone's laughing. Sauce, yes, for sure, for sure. Even like even like the just and and the the way he treads water on like the the, the subjects that he talk mm-hmm. about because it's also he gives his own perspective, and you can't really be mad mm-hmm. at it. Which I I he does a very good job of that. Uh, who else? Um, what would you classify your comedy as then? If like are you more storytelling too? Yeah, very much so. I think like I feel like everybody has like a friend like me that just isn't doing stand up comedy. So yeah. when they see me, they're doing it like, oh man, this guy, my, it's my boy, man. I know this guy, man. You know, I'm, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm. Re- I was thinking, I was watching some, I was watching film recently, and I'm like, they, I could have probably like a compilation video of me just dapping people up on stage. Like, who's ever in the front crowd? Like, yo, you get what I'm saying, man? Like, it just turns into like we're all like chilling in the McDonald's or some shit like that. Yeah, Would you ever get like yeah. at niggas though? Like, are you like roasting niggas in the front row and shit? Yeah, if it, if it's like if if it's lobbed to me and yeah. it makes sense and it look like you could like we it's a vibe we could have, but uh. It's kind of weird actually taking that aggressive tone with a crowd sometimes because then you feel like like the substitute teacher that's <laughs> like school. that's trying to get like the 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 class in order. Yeah, like, yeah. No, nah, man, we're not even trying to do work, man. We'll just put whip the TV out, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I feel that. So uh where you where do you where are you mainly based out of Toronto, Vancouver? Because you keep saying like all your friends are from Vancouver, uh, right? Like all these comedies. Okay. I, I so I started comedy in Vancouver. Yeah. And I was there for about I was doing comedy there for almost three to four years. Mm-hmm. And there I was just kind of like sharpening the tool. I started like late 2018 and then late 2018 and then 2019. I was kind of going. I never took time off. I was just yeah. always there's there, there's comics that will say, I've been doing comedy for 13 years. But like maybe seven of those years, they were going hard. Yeah. I've been going hard uh, all of them years. And and then the pandemic hit, and I was still like pandemic. Some people were like, "Yo, were you comedy. doing those Zoom shows and shit?" I was doing. I I did the Zoom shows like a handful of times. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, this shit looks so dead. To yeah, me. man. Yeah, I did. I did it maybe two times, and I was like, maybe this is a firm. And then I started breaching quarantine and doing some things on the <laughs> on the low ski. Yeah, comedy shows under bridges. Yeah, and shit. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, man. There were there was niggas doing shows outside and bandles and flipping like warehouses and stuff like that. It was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. And Vancouver was pretty open most of the time, so. While everybody was kind of like taking, mm-hmm. taking a break, I was like, yeah, man, I was jumping on the content wave, creating content and doing stand up there, and and then I moved to I moved I'm even though I'm from Toronto originally, uh, I'm I came back here and just been just been. So you're here thing. now. I'm here now, okay. and here's where I'm able to kind of like pivot. Yeah, like prosper. a home base that you like to like. You're at most weekends, type shit. Uh, 
I always pop over to the comedy bars like on Ossington and Bloor. Okay, yeah, I've been and, to that one yeah, too. Yeah, a lot of like comics, they produce their own shows out of there and you could just kind of like, hey, can I jump on? There's mics as well, open mics downtown. There's a few. On that on that street, there's probably like three, four comedy clubs, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I would do an open mic, but like I don't want to like, No, you'd you know, be terrible. You'd be terrible. I want to take the clout from these you'd actual comedians. Be I don't want to be yeah. like, you know? <laughs> what? I would make terrible, them terrible. fucking But I actually, I got to ask you though. Do you mm-hmm. feel like with cancel culture being so big right now that like comedy is kind of dying off because of that or what? No, I think kind of, there's so much uh, clout and cancellation, man. Because clout is like, sorry, cancellation is like. Free publicity. Yeah, man, it just means you're popping a little bit now. For for it's like the new uh, cancel. Yeah, getting canceled seems to be like the new trending. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're trending now. So yeah. It's true. So you you're just waiting to be canceled. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gunning for it. <laughs> I'm not gunning for it. I'm you kinda, don't have any like yeah. secret G jokes already. No, nah, no, <laughs> not at all, man. Not at all. I just, <laughs> that's crazy no but i'm like it is true though because it's like there's so many comedians that will get canceled and you'd be like yo what do you get canceled for and then you go and do your own investigation and be like yo this thing is funny as fuck Mm -hmm. yeah that does happen like like, it's been a a term all forever it's like any publicity is good publicity and it's like bro the people that are canceling you aren't the ones coming to your show anyways like those fucking blue haired girls are just not gonna be pulling up. Like, <laughs> I know exactly which ones you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah, there, man. there is a few times though. Like, let's say you take Kramer for instance, and it's like, well, I think he's funny, but it's like he said what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. know what Kramer got canceled yeah, for, but yeah. it's like I'm not listening to Kramer anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Wait, let me ask the question: Is there any politics that come with uh, like comedy in Toronto scene, essentially? Uh, I think it's like any. I feel like any art, yeah. you know, like it's like the the. It's not as like um. It's not like in the cool. It's not like it is like in music. I would say there's it's, no it, comedy beefs. There's there is comedy beefs, but it's not that deep. Like, um. Well, I feel like nothing could be that deep with uh, comedians because like you guys don't really care. It's about a joke, but not nah, man. There is still like there there is still like principle. And things that you should stand on. like I got into I've gone into some situation I got into a fight with not really a fight like yeah, I just like argument yeah not argument and I punched that nigga in the face man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man I, every respect he's like, he'll, he'll, like, respect. he you're standing on business I was standing on business man he yeah. he violated uh, habitually and, <laughs> and I had to deal with it so basically the story is. Um, uh, the story is it's, it's just an older comic man and I still had the I had the utmost respect for him because that I had I, yeah I, I, I mean I had the utmost respect for him until he uh, until it got to where it got to but basically what was happening uh, dude was um, uh, I had like a few comics coming up to me telling me like yo what's what's going on with you and this dude man I said what do you mean and so here my material or shit no not material he wasn't stealing material he was just uh, talking down like a little oh. bit like you know Filling a room, and it was just—it was just a bit weird, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, "Oh, what's he? What is he saying? And why is he saying this?" And and apparently he was like calling bookers, telling them not to book me, taking money oh, out, my going out of his way, out of his way, oh, a little yeah, bit weird. And it that start that part didn't bother me as much because it just wasn't working, you know. It didn't really like affect me. Like, like, is it the same dude who you were when you would bomb? You would say you're no, Ola, Ola, <laughs> my dog, Ola, my dog, Ola, my dog. No, no, that'd be hilarious though. What a what a story, what a villain era. But nah, man, he was basically uh, he was talking, he, he was saying all these things, and I was like, but 
people were telling me this man. It was when it came down yeah. to like three, four people telling me this. I thought it was a bit weird. And then I so super I, weird, right? And, and so when that's I, only the people who told you. It could have been way more people. Could have right? been way more people. But then I went and I when I would see him in passing and live and direct, it was very buddy buddy. And I was like, okay. Oh, like, hey, yeah. man, how you been? Yeah. <laughs> and so this one, I was like, okay, this is a bit weird, man. It's not making sense to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, at first, I kind of let it slide, you know? And then uh, and then I realized, I'm like, wait, why am I doing? Why am I allowing this, like, this, yeah. this to happen? This is a bit weird to me. So I said, you know what? The next time I see him, because he's still friends with like a bunch of mutual friends of mine as well. So out of respect for them, I said, yo, listen, I'm going to have a talk with your boy because he's not really my friend like that. Mm-hmm. I said, yo, I'm going to have a talk with your boy and just kind of like figure it out. He's like, yeah, man, please, you're friends. I'm friends. Like, we just all be friends. Peace and love. Peace and love, right? And I said, and I went, uh, I approached him like in front of the the comedy club just outside of it. And I said, hey, can I have a word with you? And he's like, yeah, for sure. And then the friend was like, that the third person that yeah. was there, he's like, okay, you guys go talk and we'll go do it. I said, yo, let's talk over here. He's like, nah, let's go around the corner. <laughs> that's okay. what he did. Like, right. yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess like this is what we're on right now. And he goes, he goes, yeah, man, let's talk around the corner. I said, okay, cool. And I said, yo, listen, man, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that you're saying and doing a lot of these things, and I just find it weird that like, like why, like, why? why? Yeah. And and when we're t- when we when you see me, we, we're acting very buddy buddy mm-hmm. with me. Yeah, it doesn't make that? sense. Yeah. And so he said. uh he goes, yeah, man, I just don't like you. <laughs> oh, that's Yo, I read that. Yeah. Oh, God, I read that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I would say the same shit. If I don't like somebody, I would literally say, yeah, if see. someone was to confront me on some shit like that, I'd be like, I just you say, don't yeah, like you. Yeah, let's just cut straight to it. I don't like <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, he went straight to it. He's like, yeah, I just don't like you. And I said, oh, okay, then that, that makes sense now. Okay, that makes that, that makes complete sense. Oh, and I was like, okay, you just don't like me? He goes, yeah. He goes, and I said, why not? And... And then he goes, he goes, first of all, you have no respect for the older comedians. You have no respect for uh, me personally, X, Y, Z. And I was like, it was, it was a bit, it was a bit weird. And I was like, so give me an, I asked him to give me an example. And then he said, uh, when we were in Montreal uh, and you forgot your wallet and you did, you said, you said your phone was dead. So you couldn't use Apple Pay to buy food from Bustan. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not gonna lie, that shit sounds like me. <laughs> Lost and, your wallet and phone is there. I left my wallet at the hotel or the B and B, and my phone was there, so I couldn't use Apple Pay. And he's like, "And I paid for you, and you never paid me back." And I was just like, "I was like, and on top of that, brother, that was like, almost, that was this. We were having this conversation in 2023. That happened in 2020." Yo, like, how, like, how, long, how old is this guy? Like, is he like a twenty-year vet? He's an adult shit? man, maybe about forty years old. How long has he been like doing comedy? Like twenty years? But yeah, he's, he's holding ten on plus, to that, ten plus. Holding on to that twenty bucks for twenty ever. bucks, man. <laughs> and I was like, that's. And it, I'm not gonna lie to you. It hurt my heart. It hurt my heart to think like, man, if somebody really doesn't like you, man, they really hold on to. Everything, everything yeah, man. So, so then, so then, once he said that, you just punched him in his face. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> now, once he said that, I said, damn, man. I'm like. Uh, I'm like seriously that's it that's what it is and he goes yeah man that's what I that's, that's it right there and on top of that I think he listed like a few like one other like thing and it was just yeah. a bunch like, of bullshit I don't like the way you wear your fucking hat sideways and shit like that what, what was it like some random <laughs> yeah. shit like, <laughs> I don't yeah your hat whack your shoes whack your ball your, your, your comedy whack all this other shit and I was just like okay um and I'm like, seriously? And he goes, then he's then he started like doubling down and just being like, Yeah, man, 
I did that shit. I'll call bookers. I'll tell them not to book you. I talk shit about you all the oh, time. Man. And all that's right. when I was like, I was like, uh, I said, and he's like, hey, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> That's now that's where he got me. Yeah, what he said. Words. Yeah, he words. said, and what are you gonna do about it? And that to me, that's not a rhetorical question, man. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas gotta stop asking me that question. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. What, what are you gonna do about it? And yeah, you're forcing my hand. Yeah. yeah. And so I said, brother, we can figure out that shit right now. We'll figure that shit out right now. I tap my, I have my backpack on. I freaking dropped it to the ground, and then we'll doom just as connected. And he fell to the floor. And I watched this video. It's funny. I watched this video like a week prior. Of this dude who hit somebody, their head hit the pavement, yeah, they died, yeah. and they died. And now that dude's on like, was it manslaughter or, yeah, or yeah, one of those charges? You so, manslaughtered him? No, 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 no. <laughs> I hit him. He fell to the ground. I picked him back up, like respawn. Just go respawn. I hit him. And I was like, "Yo, you good?" Like kind of like I just wanted to. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm good, but also I want to make sure I hit him hard enough so he hurt. He learned his lesson, and I was just like. And and I told him, yo, fight, man. You're talking all that shit. Fight. And and he I saw him, he went for like his hand clenched up like Arthur, just like quick styles. <laughs> Rather, I don't know what it would came over me, man. I've never done this before, but I grabbed the back of his head and need him in his face. <laughs> this is what UFC be doing to that, so. Yeah, just the highlights. Just the highlights. <laughs> yeah, man. I blame uh, one of my boys. I follow my I follow uh, I follow he posts in UFC fights all the time, the highlights on his story, and I think this that is what got me. I went boom. And the thing is that I can't like it was it turned it into like a whole combo because I need him. <laughs> and I, I took I took him by his shoulders, I spun him around and I put him in a headlock. <laughs> But mind you, the man is like, he's like, he's like also like 4'11 or something like that. He's mad short. And <laughs> so he's so, abusing him. Yeah, yeah. Point. This is actually, it sounds like I'm hitting a kid now. This guy's beating up a midget, bro. Right? Child <laughs> abuse. No, no, no. no. And, you remember Booster see that fuck, nigga. But then I'm, I'm, I put him in this headlock and I'm taking in. I'm like. His feet are off the ground. No, not even. Because I'm still hunched over. Oh, okay. And so I'm like, why don't am I doing that, man? <laughs> Why am I? And so I stood upright. And that's what he was like. Ah. And so I, I saw another comic was coming to help him or like coming to like deal with the situation. And so I just went, wham. And I just like seismic toss. I gave him like the seismic toss. I threw him on the side. And I said, get up, man. You're talking all that shit, man. You're, you're talking all this craziness, man. Fucking, let's fight. The nigga and, can never tell a joke again. Yeah, man. And then he goes, but this was the, this is what threw me off. He said, he goes, he, when he gets up, his eyes bleeding. Cut it, I cut his eye a little bit and he's bleeding. He goes, he goes, I'm not gonna fight you because, because I'm gonna be the bigger person. <laughs> this is my place of work. And we're outside, we're in the alley or whatever and shit like this. I said, nigga, what are you talking about? We're outside the workplace. And what are you talking about the bigger? But you were just talking, man, crazy. And then yeah, yeah, asked what I was gonna do about it. Yeah, man, it was it was insane. And then yeah, that happened. Like, did did like he that, rat? Hold on, did he rat after that? So what happened was he went into the comedy club thinking like all the other comics would be like, oh my god, what happened? Who did this to you? That's why I said. But he it's a doggy dog world in the comedy world. <laughs> yeah, but but apparently apparently nobody really like. Flinch, nobody flinched. People are like, yo, no, this if, like if everybody knows this guy's calling around trying to like take money out your pocket, it's like shit's gonna happen eventually. Yeah, actually, you know? yeah, man. So I literally right after that, like I uh he went into the comedy bar and I walked to the I walked to the jerk king, you know. I got a <laughs> yeah, man, I got a patty, a dumpling, a, a peanut punch pie. for <laughs> the irony and then 
and I and I and I walk I walk back into the comedy club and I kind of just like I made my peace. I was trying to let people know, like, oh, listen, that's not the type of person I am. That's not the way I move. But this was happening over the so the wait, course you're, of some you're time. cracking jokes on them that same night. No, the night after. Oh, okay, I went okay, right back okay. to work, man. Yeah, yeah, you got <laughs> I went, to. You I, got went to. I went right back to work, man. It was, uh, but yeah, that's the first time like I ever had to like. Uh, that's the first you still time. Still see this put, guy put hands today? on somebody? Yeah, yeah, I see him. Like, he, you know what? I'm not gonna. And he's a, he's very. He's a, he actually has a good heart. You know, I, he has a good heart because sometimes you just need like that TSN turning point to kind of just. <laughs> Give you give you the, the better break for the halftime because it is offensive. You still you still never paid him back. Huh? You still never paid him back. Yo, you know what's crazy? I was I was I was walking. I was gonna because I have him as a payee. <laughs> on my, I was gonna send him. I was gonna e transfer yeah, money yeah. while I was on my way to Jerk King. But then I was like, yo, maybe it's a little too petty, man. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funnier. Yeah. I'd been like, yo, nigga, you hate me because of twenty bucks. Here's your twenty yeah, bucks. Yeah, here's twenty bucks. Beat your ass, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but no, nah, man. After like maybe actually uh, after a couple of days, he, uh, I was outside the comedy bar in the same spot where mm-hmm. I, I, I reached out to him, yeah. and then he's like, yo, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, yeah, for sure. Did you think it was we, like a round two coming? I, you know what? I was like, I was ready, man. I got my backpack on and everything. <laughs> but nah, man, he came, he came at me, came, came to me very amicable and was just like, hey man, listen, I'm really sorry about that. Like, and I want to thank you. I said, thank me. He said, yeah, I really needed that. Mm, and knock some sense into him. Yeah. Oh, this guy's plotting something. Watch out. He's <laughs> this guy in like six months gonna get his get back. Imagine he has a whole set dedicated to you. Crazy. <laughs> you know what's you. you know what's funny though? I was walking the other the, like a few like last week I was walking and I saw this girl. She was driving somewhere on Bloor. She was making a U-turn and shit. And the way she was making the U-turn, I thought another car was about to hit her because I saw a car coming. And here I am, I was on the phone, and I'm looking, I'm walking, I'm walking, and I walked right into a pole. <laughs> I walked right into a pole. I had like a cocoa under my, oh, above my eyebrow, my, my, uh, my, I had a bit of a black eye. And when I went into my, go hang out with my boys, they were like, yo, what happened? Did, 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 uh, what's his name? Get his get back? And then, <laughs> See, everybody, everybody knows that. this guy's playing the long game, bro. I can tell. Playing the long game. Watch your back. Yeah, yeah they're waiting. But no, man, good dude, good dude. We hashed it out. You know, he's still, uh, it's, water it's the game. Water under the bridge yeah. now, right? Yeah, water under the bridge, man. You can't, you got to keep that shit moving. Do you have any, um, intentions to go down to like Austin right now to do some comedy? Because I know that's like where the big comedy hub right now is for everybody, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I I definitely have like plans to go at least across the border. At the moment, I've just been so focused on like attending to... Brand. Yeah, building my brand and build, building myself actually, building my set to where I am. Like, I think very it's very important to have like one of my boys... Uh, one of my boys was mentioning to me is man, it's very important to have like a as an artist to have like a healthy ecosystem around you mm-hmm. to kind of help you flourish. Kind of like a, like how like an NBA player like imagine you get drafted to the league and you're just like what in the John worst organization. Yeah, <laughs> this guy John Moran does not have that healthy ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah I'm not waving guns on live. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I mean, I'm I'm very different. <laughs> but he's like. Yeah, man, you just have to have like an ecosystem. Like right now in Toronto, I'm able to find places where I could do ample amount of time or get enough reps in the week to kind of like work, shop my sets. Whereas like if I move down to Austin, 
and just don't don't know anybody or not know any. Yeah. I mean, like you gotta take a shot in the dark, but yeah, I'm yeah. But it's gonna be back to doing five minute sets, like you know, ten yeah. minute sets all over again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that'd be tough. You gotta be sure. prepared to start over. When's your next show? Um, you got shows in Toronto coming up? I think I have. Uh, uh, I think I'm doing this one. No, I don't even have anything in Toronto. Really, you don't have no plans to go up this weekend. If me and Jimmy wanted to just pull off this weekend, no, I'm I'm going. I leave Friday for oh. for London, and I'll be there oh, for about shit, like yeah, two weeks. I have to hop on a plane. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Come through, man. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. No, that's that sounds sick. So that's like the last leg of your tour, and then you're done. Yeah, and then I'm done. I'm you? probably gonna add more for oh. for twenty twenty four. That's the that's okay, the goal. Twenty twenty four plans. Well, what do you? What was? Do you have like a favorite moment of the tour? Uh, like the most, like I know you said the Halifax story, but it's like, is there any like moment that you're like, wow, mom, I made it type shit? Uh, honestly, there was a there when I did Ottawa. Ottawa was really cool because I have uh, my uncle lives in Ottawa, and um, he came to watch me perform for the first time. And this is a guy who That's used that. to like babysit me and shit. Yeah, and so he was like, and he was like, oh man, Hassan, you have to be an accountant, and you know, <laughs> and so for him to come and watch me perform was was dope. And then on top of that. My mother took the train down to surprise me, so she came to the shows as well. And I was doing two shows uh, that night, and yeah, man, it's just honestly, it's very surprised. It's just you're very grateful to when to the point where like a group of strangers come to pay to come see you mm-hmm. and have a good time because that's the good. oh uh, that's like the goal of every like stand up comic, right? Yeah. Is to like make strangers laugh and. That's the yeah the best part. So, uh, but I'm trying to think of a specific city, man. Everyone's been Calgary was great. Calgary yeah. was great. Like I've been to Calgary. I liked it there. It was like it felt mad American. That city. Like, mm-hmm. It's weird. It's like it gives you like a Texas vibe type shit. Yes. Yeah. No. I I did a cross Canada road trip and that was mad fun. Mm-hmm. But um yeah we're gonna start wrapping this up. Um, this is something that we like to do with all our guests before we get going. Mm-hmm. Do you have like um. We want to know where do you see yourself in the next five years, and like what's your goals and aspirations type shit. Next five years, I, I'm not even too sure, man. Though, <laughs> throw shit to the wall. It's the sticks, type yeah, stuff. it's like the manifest and uh, yeah, this guy Jimmy's into his crystals. Yeah, <laughs> right. I like uh, man. I want to just uh, I want to be doing comedy all over the world. I want to mm-hmm. do shows and flipping. Yeah, Japan, Dubai, flipping uh, London, London on a regular, America at that. Uh, honestly, I, 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 my goals are I, I, Netflix special in the first next five years. Netflix, if 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 Netflix or, is still streaming, if that's the thing, you know, <laughs> that's the place. Whatever, so you're whatever. gonna outlast them regardless. Huh? Yeah, I'm trying to outlast. If they, if yeah, that's exactly the goal, man. I want to outlast outlast any pro uh, platform, platform yeah. but shit. I would love to work with. Uh, I would love to work with like I like working with like Trey and Jay from Four Y'all Entertainment. Mm, those guys are funny. Those guys are my guys, yeah, those man. Are my guys. Yeah, yeah, those, man, those guys are my my favorite people. Was, yeah, I used to watch them when I was a kid. Actually, uh-huh. like like Four Y'all Entertainment, I used to watch that shit on YouTube all the time. Like, uh-huh. I would follow their drops and stuff. Uh-huh. I met them once, like at a, like in passing, but uh-huh. yeah, it's cool. I like I fuck with those guys too. Uh-huh. Yeah, we uh-huh. all gotta make a movie or some shit. Yeah, yeah, That'd man. Those guys are those guys are working and cooking up some greatness, man. Uh-huh. So, you got any questions for us before we wrap it up? Yeah, man. How you guys feel? How you guys enjoying the pod? Like the journey on the pod so far? Ah. Uh- 
Jimmy, you want to go first? I, I think it's great. Well, are we almost at a year yet? Like, how how close are we? Probably like two months off, a month and a half. Yeah, yeah so we've been at it for 10 yeah, months. Yeah, February, yeah. Yeah, 10 months, and I think it's been good so far, you know? Feels good just to have something to consistency, uh, consistently come to. Like, just knowing that, you know, you have your own... Uh, your own outlet to get stuff out, you know. You don't gotta wait for someone to come interview. And then plus we gotta interview interesting people all the time. So. Yeah, yeah, meeting mad interesting people, bro. Like yeah. that's like the sickest part to me. It's like, bro, me and you probably would never have sat down and had a conversation like this. And it's like, bro, I think you're a mad interesting person. Yeah. I I think that's the coolest part to me. The biggest appeal to me is meeting the guests that we bring on rather than actually like, you know, but like I think the podcast is sick. Like mm-hmm. it's fun. It's just fun to do. Something to sit down and just talk to your nigga for every hour, every week type mm-hmm. shit. How many how many comics have you guys interviewed? This year second well, you're the second. So my boy Marlon, who I, I grew up with. Oh uh, no, uh-huh. no. Uh McLashlin. Uh-huh. He, but he's, he's more like, of like a TikTok. Yeah, he's a TikTok. Uh, he was saying okay. how he wants to start try stand up comedy for yeah. the first time. When you're he was the first stand up comic for sure. But like mm-hmm. he's like a like a TikTok com- comedian kind mm-hmm. of thing. He like does sketches and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, so he had him on and he's he's a funny dude. Mm-hmm. But comedian like stand up comedians, you're the first. Oh mm-hmm. sick. You, you popped our cherry. That's oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Sick, sick guy. Yeah, yeah. sick guy, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, just made it kinky for no reason. That's yeah. crazy. Hey, 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 come on now. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, you have any, <laughs> Jimmy, you have anything else you want to get off before we get going? Um, no, I'm, I'm chilling, man. I think uh, I think uh, it was nice having you, to be honest. Thank you for coming through. You're part of the Northern Ruggers family now. Yeah. You come through whenever you want, man. Whenever you have some uh, some new material dropping, uh, you're doing a special or something like that, just come through. For sure. Right, yo, shout out your Instagram, your t- your yeah, YouTube if you have and everything, all that before we get out of here. Yeah, for sure. My name is Hassan Phils. You can follow me at Hassan Phils uh, and uh, on TikTok, Instagram. YouTube shorts, all of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. That's been another episode of uh, Northern Ruckus. Peace. Peace.